This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt, the bills have 21 scheduled to be unrestricted free agents, three more scheduled to be restricted free agents. Of the unrestricted free agents, you just touched on a little while ago, we're talking about Tremaine Edmonds really as the biggest question mark, I think, on what they're going to do. They have a couple others. Devin Singletary, obviously. We talked about the offensive line, Roger Saffold. And then there's Jordan Poyer as well. What, wherever you want to start, how do you see some of these things playing out? Okay, so I think the biggest decision they have to make is Tremaine Edmonds. <coughs> and I think the fifth-year option might be the perfect way of kind of bridging the gap between – or excuse not the fifth-year option, I'm sorry. The franchise, franchise tag. The franchise tag makes the most sense for a player who just is coming off their fifth-year option. I don't think it's a massive, massive contract that he's going to get if you give him the franchise tag. It's going to be a lot of money, but he's going to get more annually if he hits the open market. I think that there's more value in bringing him back than any of those other big name players, at least right now. Is that also because of the age of Jordan Poyer? I think you could make the argument, of course, that Jordan Poyer is the like best player, heck, on the defense. He's maybe the best player on the team, essentially, other than Josh Allen. But at his age and what he's going to command, age 32, the injuries, is that why you would shy more away from that? Or is it more just because you don't see it working out in some way financially? No, well, the financial part is definitely an aspect of it. Like, I think at this point in his career, Jordan Poyer is probably trying to get one more big contract. He's earned that because he has been such a good player for so many years since he got to Buffalo. But you have Tremaine Edmonds, who's 24 years old. You have Matt Milano, who's still young. You can keep those guys together. Let them continue to grow. And I mean, Sean said it the other day, like this has been Tremaine Edmonds best year. And I think it's fairly obvious. He's such a polarizing player that I feel like he always takes the brunt of the criticism because of the splash plays that he doesn't make, or maybe some of the times that he over pursues or he misses a tackle. But I do think he is a valuable asset to this team. So I think as you're still in this very clear Super Bowl window, you give him a franchise tag, you figure out the rest of it. And then then you can really have the conversation next year of like, is this somebody we're willing to give a five, six, seven year contract to? Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on this like a lot of people. And when it comes to Tremaine, he is still very young. Uh, my co-host on WGR, Extra Point Show, Joe DiBiase, made the point, you could give him a five-year deal and he's still not even 30 by the time that it ends, right? So that's a great reason to keep a middle linebacker around, especially one that is a Pro Bowl player who's played as well as him. And, and, and here's the other argument for this. You can, as I agree, franchise tag them and then figure it out. The, the thing about franchise tagging isn't because you get one more year. It's because you have more time to figure out the rest of it. It buys you time. But then you can actually say, okay, let's do the five-year deal, spread all that money out. That's why you might want to do that. Although I am also going to tell you, 
watching Sunday's game tells me maybe they do need a little more physical presence in there. Maybe as good as Tremaine Edmonds can be, maybe him and Matt Milano aren't the best pairing because they both kind of have a little bit of the same skill set. That's fair. But then what are you going to do? Because in order to get somebody who's immediately going to step into that role, it's not Terrell Bernard. I don't think it's Tyrell Dodson. I don't think it's anybody currently on the team. So then you're talking about spending big money for a potential free agent replacement or you're drafting somebody probably with a pretty high pick. And I think this team has other needs that might be more valuable. And if you just keep them around for at least one more year, then you can allocate those resources to other players who you think can kind of push you over the edge. Right now, I am not sitting here on Tuesday afternoon after they lost to the Bengals saying the Bills lost this game because they're linebackers. I'm sitting here saying the Bills lost this game because they got dominated at the line of scrimmage and they don't have nearly enough playmakers on offense. So take your resources and use it for those kind of players and just keep him around because I do think that he is a valuable person. And on Poyer from me, you go back to the to training camp. It's just always been trending towards this was never going to work out for some reason. It always seemed like this just wasn't going to happen from, you know, even Drew Rosenhaus being at camp and people thought, oh, maybe something's going to be signed. There was never any indication of that. And let's be honest here. It seems like his wife has kind of been putting out stuff that maybe they'd like to live somewhere else based on how they live their life and their beliefs and things like that. For whatever you want to call that, good or bad or agree or disagree, it's always seemed like this has been some sort of separation in the making. However, I could see a scenario where they get into a room and say, let's do it one more time. Let's, let's, let's do a one-year deal and try and win this thing together. Let's read the tea leaves a little bit further. We talked to Micah Hyde. We did not talk to Jordan Poyer after the season ended. And when Micah Hyde said, I felt like I let Jordan down, to me, that wasn't just about this year. It was about also getting a contract because he felt like if the two of them were out there doing their thing together, maybe Jordan's play would have been elevated even more than it was this year. And maybe he would have ultimately earned that extra contract. I mean, you say they went back, they gave him some more money, just kind of like a good faith, like we appreciate your value. You, but it was never to the level that Jordan Poyer thinks he deserves to be paid. I just, eventually you are going to have to part ways with some of your good players. It's just going to happen. Josh Allen's contract skyrockets this year. You need to be able to make that work somehow. And that probably means moving on from a safety who is on the wrong side of 30. This is not an indictment on Jordan Poyer as a player at all. If Jordan Poyer could be back here next year financially and they can make it work, I think everybody would agree that that's the right decision. I just don't know how you make it work financially. Even if you say one year, what does a one-year deal for Jordan Poyer look like? Uh, what what do you think the number is? I don't even know. It'd have to be north of 10 at least. And, and I don't know if they're willing to pay somebody $10 million at that age. Well, the other one, I guess, that gets thrown around, I don't think either of us would disagree that if they lost Devin Singletary, it's not a big loss, but it is a guy that they're going to have to try and figure out. James Cook uh, proved that he could be equipped to maybe handling those duties, but this team also does not like to have a true workhorse number one running back. So either way, they're going to have to find something to supplement. Okay, so the Devin Singletary one is interesting for me because I think it's dumb to pay a running back pretty much ever. But I also don't know what is the market for Devin Singletary. So I don't think that there's going to be a team out there that is throwing money at Devin Singletary that the bills are like, that is ridiculously unreasonable. So if there's not a ton of interest out there for him, then I could see a scenario where the bills are just like, yeah, that's like kind of close to what we would pay for another guy anyway, or it's a little bit more. And then we'll just keep him cook and Hines going forward. I, I love it. That's why you're smart. I agree with hundred percent. And I'll even throw more about this. This running back free agent class is loaded. loaded. So they're all going to get paid, and that's not going to leave much for a guy like Devin. The only way you don't do it, even if the money isn't substantial, is if you are ready to hand the keys over to James Cook. And I think there were times when James Cook looked 
look good this year. But I don't think he blew me away with anything that he did where you're like, okay, that is the feature back moving forward. And it's not like he was utilized in the passing game nearly as much as anybody thought he would be. Same thing with Naheem Hines. So you've already kind of got a lot of resources there with Hines and with Cook. So it really does depend on the number with Singletary. Like, what is the number you would feel confident paying Singletary? Four to five. I was going to say four. I was going to say if you get him for four million dollars yeah. for a couple of years, you're you might probably, be able to. And you might be able to. You're probably like, okay, we could do that for a couple of years because it also it does matter. Like Devin Singletary is a glue guy. Devin Singletary is not a talkative person. He's not you know loud, obnoxious like some of the other people who are always talking about in the media. But they love him in that room. So that's why if you can get him for what you think is a pretty fair market value, then maybe you bring him back. Speaking of loud, but not obnoxious, Shaq Lawson is also going to be a free agent. He said he was at a stop where he was told to be seen, not heard. In Buffalo, that's not the case. He can be himself. He's told he's encouraged to have his personality show. And because of that, he said he loves being here and he feels he had his best year and he's both physically and mentally in a good spot. Guy like him and Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips playing with a torn rotator cuff. I don't think either of them will cost a lot of money either. People look at it and say, well, I'm going to have to let those guys walk. You can get those guys back for decent salaries. No, I think you can get those guys back for decent salaries. That is, if you want to have them back. And I think they would for both of those guys because it's more of like a depth role thing. And I think they should probably realize that at this point in their careers, that's what it's going to be. And I feel like given the comments that we heard from especially Shaq Lawson yesterday, if the money's close, he's probably going to stick around. Like if the Bills give him an offer, they'll probably want to have him back, which brings us to the other guy who you're pointing out right now, Roger Saffold. Like Roger Saffold said yesterday, excuse me, he wants to stay in Buffalo and he's not looking to get some massive contract. I don't know if they would be interested in him bringing him back. I think they love him as a guy and they love him as a teammate, but the play did not live up to the contract this year. I think there's a realistic way of looking at the offensive line. I think that there's two or three guys who are pretty safe bets that they'll be starters again next year. But I think right tackle and left guard are the big questions there of like, what are you going to do moving forward? And I, and I could see this team spending big time resources or big time money on trying to figure those things out. Cole Beasley said he'd like to play one more year. Are you interested? <sighs> Maybe for like, a, a really low vet minimum. Uh, I don't know about vet minimum, but you know, maybe barely over it. To me, it sounds like either Cole Beasley is going to play for the Buffalo bills next year, or he's going to retire again. So you have to figure out how much value does he bring you? If he has a full summer, a full training camp. One of the reasons when they parted ways with Cole Beasley, I still think Cole Beasley can play, but I do not think he's as effective as he was in 2021. He just looks like he's a step slower. And now that's two years removed from that. So I think it's a 50-50 shot. Brandon Bean's going to speak to the media. We are down here in the Bills media room, and he's going to talk in a little while. We, uh, we'll get you know his thoughts, and people will hear that by the time they listen to this. And then, of course, it's free agency and then the draft. One thing that always bothers me as we wrap up is when people talk about all these things they need in the draft, which is fine, but I always remind them, free agency comes first. Yep. Your, your thoughts on the draft will change after the first few weeks in March. Yeah, and it's funny because you're we're going to go to the Combine in basically a month from right now, and we're going to be sitting there at the Combine, and we'll you know hear from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, and like last year, Brandon Bean was like, I don't exactly remember the terminology, but he's like, I don't think we're going to be like big game hunting in this free agent market, and then they went out and signed Von Miller. Um, I will say this. As we approach the offseason, I think there are very real reasons to be concerned moving forward. I think one of the things that Sean McDermott said yesterday is that the gap is shrinking. And I think that was a really standout statement because it feels like other teams are getting better. And maybe the Bills, they're not getting better. Maybe they even took a little bit of a step back. 
they still lost three games in the regular season and they still have Josh Allen. They're going to be in this window for a while. It's now just about surrounding them with the right people, the right talent. If they don't go into the offseason and, you know, do a million things and sign all these high profile people, that does not mean that it was a failure of an offseason. They just have to make sure they make a couple right, smart financial decisions. Josh will be in year number six next year. It's amazing to think about. Yeah. Listen, it was not his best game. It wasn't anybody's best game. I'm not putting the blame for that game on Josh Allen, like at all. Like, I think that's really far down the list. If you want to get to that point, I think there are three quarterbacks right now who are in their own tier, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Everybody's going to rate those guys differently. However you want, whatever the bills got one of them. They're always going to have a chance as long as they do have one of them. And also, by the way, like he downplayed it. He was playing really yes, for a great. lot of this year, and he is not like, okay, let's go and have you know this pity party about me. He probably should not have been playing with the UCL injury. He's also been dealing with an ankle injury for a while. The mobility was not really there these last couple weeks. He it, said he had to change his throwing motion, essentially. Yeah, he said his mechanics changed, and he said his, it didn't feel like it was normal until two weeks ago. And it is pretty substantial. You look at kind of the production pre-injury and post-injury, and it paints two very different pictures. And I am not saying that some of those bad decisions are because of the injury, but I do think there is a little bit there. All right, Matt. Well, we're going to hear from Brandon Bean, and then you and I will discuss more of the offseason. You ready for a little break? You ready to get some sleep? You ready to get some relaxation? Yeah, it does feel, this is weird to say, it feels like a little bit of like weight off of your shoulders because you have been going so far or for so long. I wish we were still going for a couple more weeks, for three more weeks, quite frankly, but this is just the way it is. So uh, let's start talking about the Sabres. (laughs) Oh yeah, well, they got a lot to talk about as well. Download, subscribe. It's always game day in Buffalo, Odyssey, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you pod for Matt Bove, Channel 7, WKBW-TV Sports Director. I'm Sal Capaccio, WGR. And uh, what do you got going on at WKBW coming up, you guys? I saw your show the other night. Just real quick, give a plug for any of your uh, coverage coming up. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Now we're just kind of back to our normal coverage, you know, our newscast that we have every single day we can find everything at wkbw.com we do two weekly shows during the bill season those now wrap up we'll have some random specials here and there just now gearing towards hopefully a playoff push for the sabers a bunch of high school coverage and you know with the bills the off season might be more intense than the regular season is anyway so that's not going to stop anytime soon